Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music. Interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. Now, welcome our hosts, John the Vernomatic Verno and Metal Forever Mark. It's getting very heavy up here in the Metal Mayhem studios. We're back in the saddle. The Vernomatic with you, along with my partner in metal crime, Metal Forever Mark. What's going on, Vernomatic? How you doing? Good to be back. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Seems like we say that almost every time nowadays, unfortunately. But here we are, back in the heavy metal studio. Yeah, listen, I want to thank everyone for joining us, uh, wherever you're finding us on your favorite podcasts, uh, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can find us at the freedomdigitalnetwork.com location or go old school. Just go metalmayhemroc.com. Tonight, we're uh, covering all the bases. Mark has a whole bunch of metal news that's up to the minute. He's been um, working on it all afternoon. We're... Going through some streaming prevention, some new music that is out there, and we're going to showcase. And uh, we're going to talk about some quote on the road events, different activities that rock and rollers, metalers are doing to somehow generate music and actually get out there and perform. So, all that. And we're also doing, uh, debuting a new segment tonight called, um, uh, we really haven't named it yet, but basically, uh, we had. Uh, uh, one of our listeners contacted us through the website, and I did a little interview with him, and he's doing his own metal confession. So th- that's at the end of the show. But again, I want to reintroduce Metal Forever Mark, and he's got some metal news. All right, Vernon Maddock. By the way, this is officially, I guess, our fourth studio. So here we are in the Metal Mayhem ROC Vernomatic size studio. So it's pretty cool. Well done, man. You got it rigged up pretty cool. So I'm liking it. Yeah, well, thank you. Now we're, uh, you know, it's all about making things easy for us and getting this product out to you listeners on a consistent basis. And our standards are very high. So we had a regroup. We've uh, had a lot of help along the way. And we appreciate all the past uh, participants in the Metal Mayhem branding. So that being said, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, by the way, I see some metal around here. We'll talk about it later, but maybe we need to metal size it a little more. But um, so here we go. I mean, I know when we talk about doing these shows and things are not still back to normal, clearly, um, you know, there's not as much metal news going on. But once again, you start trolling Brayboards and Blattermouth. And uh, I love it when there's things that are 30 years ago today, this album came out. You know, it's like, okay, that's great, but we need new stuff. So First thing is, um, you know, we have a streaming for vengeance segment, which we're going to do later, but we also had one we guess call it reading for vengeance. Looks like there's a lot of new metal books coming out. Uh, I guess we can thank KK Downing for that one, starting that trend. But Rob Halford's got one coming out. Um, Megadeth's got one coming out. Iron Maiden is called Brave New World book. And uh, we also have this uh, Van Halen one, the uh, Ted Templeton one with Greg Renoff. So, yeah, Vernomatic, I guess you've been getting into these little bit of reading, and I guess you do audiobooks too. So you're looking forward to some of these, and you think this is a new trend that we're going to be seeing as uh, we move forward here? Um, yeah, I think so. I think a lot of the uh, monetary streams are drying up, so obviously some of these uh, 
outfits are releasing something to get out there. But, you know, books have been around forever. You know, there's always the autobiography or the behind the scenes kind of books. Um, and I don't really read them. I do Audible. That's a little plug for that platform, but I love them. Actually, I'm in the middle. I just started one the other day. It's the story of Metal Blade and Brian Schlegel. Um, the, uh, I think, in all heaviness is the name of it. And it's fantastic. It's uh, hopefully, you know, I'll reach out to his PR people. Maybe we could get him on here and he could talk about uh, exactly the whole story behind the whole Metal Blade, the record company from the early 80s. So that's something cool. Uh, Mark, what do you know about any of these maiden books? And what is it? Brave New World? Um, I believe that's the title. Uh, like I said, I just saw it trolling the metal news. Um, I think the Halford books being pretty well hyped up and I think they, you know, Rob uh, and the metal God announced that shortly after KK's book came out. Um, there's another one. I think it's by, uh, another artist called Snowy Shaw, uh, which I saw just came out and I think we might even have a chance to interview him. So that'd be, that would be pretty cool. But, um, no, I think it, I think it's great. I think it shows that I guess bands have more time on their hands, maybe more than normal and, Maybe they're getting approached by more people and they're finally, you know, without not touring and being on the road and recording, maybe they actually have time to sit down and have these interviews to go through the, you know, the material. And again, I still haven't made it all the way through KK's book. I really love it. It's just, I just haven't had as much time as I wanted, but it's just cool because you get really in depth. You go way back in history. You get things that, you know, fans didn't know. Um, I think those, you know, the the Van Halen books are going to be that way. So yeah, I'm into it, and maybe I need to check the audiobooks out so I can, you know, consume the content faster, I suppose. But, um, hey, man, it's all good, and it's content, and it's stuff we didn't have too much before, so I'm into it. I was, I was going to recommend the audiobooks. Yes. Um, you know, I listen to them in the car. I don't know how much driving you're doing, um, any alone driving. You know, you put it in the car. Uh, I listen to it at, at night before I go to bed. Um, it's, it's a story, and... I have the KK Downing book. Maybe I'll, uh, I could send it to you and you could get into it, but that's what I recommend. I enjoy it. Yeah. And, and again, much like podcasts, right? You can uh, consume it, you know, at your leisure and when you're out strolling, walking, exercising in your car. So, uh, yeah. So I think, I think it's a cool trend and I'm sure we're going to start seeing more and more of these coming out. And, uh, I thought it was interesting, um, you know, in that manner. Uh, the next piece of news that I just caught real quick was um, that uh, organization called Banger TV, which are the headbangers up there in Canada. I believe I think they're from Toronto. Uh, they have all those different headbanger genre um, episodes that you find on cable. Uh, it looks like they've got a, another, I guess, show called shredders of metal. And this is the third episode, uh, third edition. I think it's a season. And this particular one is a drum edition. So I think they've got a bunch of drum metal drummers and, they're going to be interviewing them. And, you know, I just saw a little kind of preview of that. And um, it actually looks kind of cool. So um, I'm just a big fan of everything those Banger TV guys are doing. And, again, they, they took heavy deep dives into all those metal genres. So uh, I thought that was interesting. And I guess it's good they got picked up for a third season on, you know, whatever they're doing. And then, um, you know, just the other thing is, I guess, in the middle of everything going on, you know, we launched our own um, Metal Mayhem Rock Twitter handle. I think we're just trying to get everything more consistent because we got numerous platforms. But um, so, you know, hopefully fans of our show can start following that. And uh, that's kind of the news we got for the moment. And the rest uh, kind of dovetail into some of the other segments we got. Yeah, tonight. to expand on the new Metal Mayhem ROC uh, Twitter handle, we also have updated the MetalMayhemROC.com website. 
And anything we mentioned throughout these podcasts, you could visit the website and look at show notes at the blog that we have up there. And hey, do us a favor, put uh, fill out the email list and you'll get on our email list for upcoming shows, the podcast shows. You could watch and listen to some of our old archive pieces. And we're up on Facebook at the Metal Mayhem ROC group page. And that's really fun because, you know, Mark and I, we try posting stuff every day, open up to discussions and get this whole daily discussion going. And hey, folks, that's your way of interacting with us. And if you want to get on the show as a guest, we have um, phone capabilities. Like later in the show, we're going to be doing a feature on a guy that got in touch with us and we're doing a little piece on him. So there's many ways to get in touch with Mark and I, and this is your show as much as it, as it is ours. So let's get the ball rolling. So next segment is something that we like to call on the road. Clubs, sheds, arenas, stadiums. This is on the road. Your compass for live metal concerts. So this is a segment that we thought we were going to scrap and, um, you know, we're like, what are we going to talk about? There's no bands on the road, but lo and behold, there were some bands on the road. So the first one I'm going to talk about is the Iron Maidens who are the female tribute band to Iron Maiden, which I did catch them at the montage. I think it was last winter back when we could actually go to venues. I, I just a huge fan of this band. I love them. They're, they're kick-ass in every way. The everything from both guitarists to the, to the singer, they charged for the show. I was going to invest in, I think it was only like five bucks. So that was cool. Um, I didn't do it yet, but I think to find the replay, you have to still pay for the ticket. So for me, I'm all about it. Uh, I think it's cool. I'm going to check it out. And it was nice to see that, Hey, they're out there trying to at least, you know, raise a little bit of revenue for themselves when they clearly are off the road, when they would probably be doing a lot of shows. So I don't, did you catch that or not? Or did you see? No. Well, I saw the, um, what was it on blabbermouth or, yeah, I, probably I saw the post on yeah. it. On a sidebar, not necessarily a metal band, but the band band Dirty Honey, uh, last weekend they had a sponsored streaming event too up in Los 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 Angeles at the Viper Room, and they did the same thing. It was a streaming thing. They had um, a video production crew there, and it was a pretty big, pr- pretty big ordeal. And you know, it's, I guess the model is these bands are trying to generate something, keeping their brand out there because, Hey folks, it's tough out there. You know, as much as we miss going and interacting, going to the shows, they miss the same thing going back at us. So, yeah. Um, and, uh, it's interesting and not to get too off topic, but in the same vein, uh, I, I, I came across another kind of online streaming platform, which, uh, again, it wasn't a metal band that was on this platform. I'm, I'm going to learn a little bit more about it, but, um, it was a full interactive type of uh, performance where they had the main camera on the main band and they had cameras on each of the individual band members. And then they had a whole, um, interactive like chat chat room where, Fans could chat live and shout out at other fans during the show. And I think even at different parts, like some of the artists like took a break and got off stage and they interacted with the fans and that took questions. So it looks really cool and it looks like really immersive. And um, I'm sure we're going to see more and more of this kind of online stuff, you know, evolve here. So I'm looking forward to checking out the uh, Iron Maidens one for sure. But in addition to that, um, some bands did actually play live shows. And so the first one um, that I'll mention is, and she's going to do it again, I guess, in August, August the 1st, 
Doro uh, played a live show in Germany to a parking lot. It was a drive-in concert. And when you watch the clips on YouTube, it's like you can see people hanging out of their sunroofs. They're hanging out on the side of their cars. It looks really weird, though, when she's singing because she <laughs> you look out in the crowd and there's a whole bunch of you know vehicles. And it reminds me of that Stephen, what was that Stephen King movie, Christine, The Killer Car? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Christine. Yeah, so I wonder, it'd be interesting to get Doro's opinion on how that was, but it looked like from a whole... Social distancing thing looked pretty cool. Did you did you see that or see any of the clips or no? I just uh, I read about it. I yeah, didn't see any of the there's clips. there's some good. Fo- it's like looks like pro footage on YouTube. So um, the show side. I mean, if you didn't see the audience, you would never know. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like that. But then we had two other bands that performed, and um, the first was Great White. I think it was uh, not Jack Russell's Great White because I think he made it clear that it wasn't him. Yeah, it it was. was the Mark Kendall Great, Great White. White version. They played a show in North Dakota. I think they got some scrutiny because you know, they just did a good old-fashioned normal show. And with COVID-19 and coronavirus floating around, I think you know they got some attack on it. I did not see any footage, so I have no idea. But I do know they played a live show. So mm-hmm. I, did you hear, see anything about that? or hear? I didn't see anything, but I heard about it. 200 people. And, hey, you know, they offered them the cash. They came in, and the band took advantage of it and... You know, God bless them. They got to work too. They got families to feed and bills to. Pay. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's you know so and then you know so that's tough because they I I feel like they got a lot of scrutiny and then I don't know if they had since offered an apology for doing a show like that without any kind of COVID nineteen protocols. But um, but then also just this last weekend, Dawkin played two shows. They played one show in Virginia, and then they played another show I think in Arkan Arkansas. Um. There was a lot of YouTube footage out there. And again, some people, you know, there's some scrutiny, you know, no social distancing, didn't look like people were wearing masks and all that. And to me, I would think the venues would be doing more to promote, you know, that type of thing. But but regardless, again, Dawkins showed up, they performed. Um, uh, Chris McCarville was there and a different drummer. And then um, they had the third third drummer, I mean, third guitar player um, that normally doesn't play with them. But anyway, Don, Don um, you know, there's some criticism because you know he his performance wasn't as great as it had been like we had them back here in 2017 and 2019 and i went back and looked at some of those youtube videos and don definitely was you know way more energy and singing better he's had that crazy surgery his hands you know he basically has lost control of his hand i you know traveling through you know worried about all this coronavirus stuff so you know to me uh, you know, it was good to see him perform, but you know, I know it's, it was a little tough on him. And I think maybe just shows you the surgery was really rough on him. Maybe. Now I did see part of that, that, uh, concert and what you're saying is correct. Donnie's, uh, having a little tough time out there and Hey, you know, the guy's in his mid sixties, he's battled cancer. It's, um, it's one of those things when you're not out performing, you're almost out of performance shape, if you will. So fact is they're able to get out there and play and, Maybe it's one of those things. Maybe it's better that he didn't. But so a few of these shows are going on. Anything? Anything else going? Uh, by on? the way, the guitar player was Red Beach. Um, he stepped in, and um, John Levin normally played. Ira Black has played in the band, and then of course uh, George Lynch. But they were going to do some reunion shows last year, and um, you know. So anyway, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was good that they were out there. So I don't know. I mean, that's they were four bands that were playing live stuff, and. Um, I don't know who's going to do what or in the wake of all that, you know, if there's going to be more negative fan fallout or if, you know, they're not going to be able to find enough venues that are going to play live shows. So at least it was encouraging. There was some new metal out there on, you know, on the road. So. Yeah. And uh, uh, Rob, Rob Beach uh, used to be the guitarist, the winger. 
Correct. Red Beach. Yes. Uh, Red Beach. Yeah. And he was also, I'm pretty sure we can double fact check this, but I think he was the guitarist on Dawkins Erase the Slate. Okay. Which was one of their heaviest albums they've ever put mm-hmm. out. And it was in the middle of kind of a string of maybe not so great albums. So um, I was a, I was a really big fan of that particular CD, Erase the Slate. Well, you uh, came up with a great term. Speaking of heavy. What's new? What's fresh? Now, streaming for vengeance. Vernon Mac, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first on this one? Uh, <laughs> I'll go first, but um, just want to say that... Um, when we try to introduce new music here, we try to, you know, do something old, do something new, do something in between. So we have three cuts tonight, and there's a band from Colorado. They just released their fifth album. The band is Havoc, and they're, uh, they've are they been around for a while. They're young, but they're thrash, and I've seen them a couple times. A couple years ago, they opened for Megadeth on the Dystopia tour. I saw them up in Niagara Falls. And first time I ever really heard the band or saw them, and I really liked it. And then they came to town and they opened for Anthrax uh, last time around when Anthrax was in town. So here's a track from their their new album. And uh, I'm just going to give it a little bit of a listen and tell me what you think. So there you see uh, the boys aren't really uh, playing around. They shit and get and they get right to it. So it's a four-piece band from Colorado. Like I said, they've uh, just released in May their their uh, fifth album called The Havoc Five. And um, power metal. I've been digging it. I um, was um, always looking for something new, and I went and found it, and I'm digging it. So I wanted to share it with your folks. Uh, Mark, your take? Yeah, man. Um, so I actually... Uh, Saw that band a whole bunch of times because they were on the road with Primal Fear. Last time Primal Fear came here, might have been, could be four or five years ago now. But uh, I caught them like two, three different nights. They kind of had that old Kill 'Em All Metallica vibe going. Like that's kind of how they perform. And I've never really checked out too much of their studio stuff, but here in that one, uh, I think I'm inter- I'm interested, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give that one a listen too. So yeah, no, sounds, they, they it do, was kick ass. I mean, there's no doubt they do have a touch of uh, Metallica, and especially yeah. there's a few tracks on here that uh, re- 
reminds you of the and justice for all period of metallica so it's a young band they're kicking ass and um i suggest you get out there so the the next couple cuts mark came around with mark what do you got here okay so uh do we get the new striper one we can cue that one up for a minute um so Striper's coming out with a new album. Uh, Michael Sweet has been really active on social media, in particular on Twitter, talking about how heavy this one is and how it's one of the best ones they've done in a long time, thanks to quarantine, I suppose. Uh, they released a new track. I think the new album's coming out in the next couple of months, and uh, let's give it a listen and see what you think. This is cool that we can do this, by the way. I love it. Yeah. So that was Blood from Above uh, by Striper. Vernomatic, what do you think, man? Oh, I'm taking it, man. (laughs) You know, I got into Striper years ago. Um, Good friend of mine uh, got me into him. This was back in the mid-'80s. Yellow and Black Attack, Soldiers Under Command. Um, You know, this was pre-Honestly and To Hell with the Devil. So I'm always a big Striper fan. Yeah, in many ways, I feel like they're one of the more underrated metal bands because obviously they have the Christian, um, you know, you know, content behind what they do. Uh, they've had some pop hits, I suppose, like honestly. And sometimes it bothers me when bands like Doc and like have Alone Again as their marquee song or whatever. But so honestly, was that song for Striper? But if you really go into their CDs and their releases, I think they've got some incredible heavy stuff. Uh, I, lo- I just, their last couple of albums have been incredible. And this one, uh, I'm equally as excited to hear it. And, um, you know, just great solos and everything, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So that, that was kick ass. So the next one, I think, uh, we got our, we got Udo. Is that the, is that the new one? Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you know about this? So I know that they recorded a whole album with a orchestra, which I believe is the orchestra or the live band that is the official band of the German military. <laughs> so that's pretty heavy metal in and of itself. If you're going to do an orchestra, you might as well do the one that's part of your country's military. Um, I did post on Facebook about 20 minutes ago about bands doing the orchestra stuff because obviously Metallica did the S&M. Um, Scorpions did one. I think a whole bunch of other bands have. Demo Borger, I think. Um, you know... You you want to want to cue it up and I guess we'll we'll talk about it. But I've only listened to it once. It's grown on me, and uh, there's definitely some classic Udo in there. But he's with an orchestra, so we'll let you hear it.
so that was uh, We Are One from the new album called We Are One. And um, I will say that I tagged a couple songs that I was listening through this. There's a song called Future Is The Reason Why that I liked, and then another one called Rebel Town, which is kind of really heavy. Um, I got a chance to see Udo at the montage. Again, probably seems like it was the winter again, and he's just a metal legend, man. You know, like, uh, except it was one of those great classic all-time metal bands. I know they're each doing their own thing now. Um, but uh, I just think he's, you know, his vocals, some, you know, they, it, some people like it, some not as much, but, um, he's always melodic, always kick-ass riffs. And, um, this one's pretty cool. So I think I have to keep listening to it and see if it grows on me. What do you, what do you think? Uh, it's very poppy. That's yeah. what I, it's very poppy. There are some heavier tracks just so you know. So okay, bear um, with it. <laughs> you know, it's catchy. I listened to it a couple times at first. I was a little, not very too impressed and tell you the truth. I'm still not very too impressed but you're correct you're right on spot with udo the guy's been doing this for 30 40 plus years he's earned his spot and if he's digging this then you know who are we to say but i do think that i think uh peter baltes the former bass player for accept is back with them and i think he yes. was part, part of this project and i think uh the guitar player uh was also uh, involved with this one as well. So what? Not Wolf, Wolf Huff. Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, we're gonna we'll we're fact gonna... check that one. Yeah, but I'm pretty, yeah, I think that... I think there were two former members of um, Except that helped write the songs for this album. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, we'll one of get our yeah. uh, Metal Mayhem uh, I team on that. And by the way, Except is back in the studio without Udo, like the new version of Except. So I think they're they're touting some new music soon. Too. Oh, they're fantastic. Mark yeah. Tremonti yeah. or um. No, that's not his name. He used to be the lead singer of uh, T.T. Quick. Uh, they're fantastic. So, Torn- yep. uh, well, what is it, Mark? What? I think Tornillo. Yeah, something like that. We'll, but- to, we'll fact check that one, too. Okay, so, so hey, we, we've taken the we- summer off. <laughs> we're getting back in shape. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're going to go into our next segment, and then we're going to wrap things up. Again, this is a listener. His name's Mike Anthony. He's a uh, local, and he's going to tell the story how, as a 15-year-old, he was able to hang out with the Ramones. Around 85 or in early 84, my parents opened up a nightclub with a business partner, and that was Idols. And at Idols, they did a live show. They brought the Ramones in, and it was a really, you know, they, they didn't know if they wanted to bring the Ramones in because punk had a, 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 a poor attitude with slam dancing and things are going to get trashed and wrecked, and, you know, they're, they're not going to bring them in. And with that, you know, but they decided, yep, we'll, we'll bring in the band. We'll, we'll uh, ship them in from New York and they'll do a, a full set on a Sunday night and we'll have full security. So in case any, you know, slam dancing happens, security will stop it. So, you know, here I am, 15, uh, me and my buddy, Mike Calabrese, we ride in the back seat of the car down to the club on a Sunday night. We get inside the club before anybody's there and we're going walking around and, you know, we're just kind of staying to ourselves. And all of a sudden we look at the Pac-Man machine and there is this dude of six, three leather jacket, but he's inside the game, man. <laughs> and there's these legs sticking out. So, you know, there's Joey, you know, playing Pac-Man and we're just like, wow, that's the guy, man. I've seen him before. Yeah. What was it? One of those sit inside Pac-Man games or it was a it was your standard arcade game, but he was so like tall and big that he was he took up the whole front of the game that it was just like 
all back of jacket and hair coming out the back. So uh, <laughs> you go total fanboy. You look at uh, uh, Joey Ramone like just engulfing this, and yeah, we walk by. We're like we're like we're like Jaws walking back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. are we gonna say hi? Didn't didn't didn't. Did you get a chance to say hi? No, I didn't get a chance to say hi. No, I didn't get a chance. So at the time, I was also doing lights um, on Saturday nights. Uh, Saturdays was the biggest club night they had down there. And Idols was really cool because it was like a first new wave dance club. Before that, you had just kind of like Scorgies and Backstreets that would do underground dance. But this was like the first dance club that was specifically for new wave. So... On Saturday nights, I would work with DJ Roger and Kathy of doing the lights because they figure, all right, you know, who's going to start, you know, who's going to be, you know, doing, you know, shifty stuff in the DJ booth if the owner's 15-year-old kid's up here. Yeah, right. You know, and I I got a full light board, man. I'm playing with lights. You know, this is great. So I had a key to going back, and in the back was where the, you know, green room is where the Ramones are hanging out. So... Me and Cal play some pinball, and I'm like, all right, let's go back there. I got the key. So you go through the back bathroom, you open up the back door, and I put my key in, and I go to open the door, and all of a sudden the door slams back at me. Like, hey! I'm like, hey, man, it's me, you know, and I jiggle the key. I open up the door, and there is Joey, like, in my face, like, hovering down like a, like a, a I don't want to use the word gargoyle, but it's like that, man. And this pencil of an arm comes up, and he's like, hey, man. And these huge lips and these brown, these dark, brown, round glasses. He's like, come on in, man. So me and Cal sit down, and Dee Dee's against the wall. And he's like, burning a hash joint that's like a pinner, but like no smoke is going in the air. And he's inhaling all the smoke at the same time, looking at us with his eyes like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And me and Cal are trying to play it off cool, like, yeah, man, just uh, just an average guy, just uh, burning one here. And uh, Joey gets up out of the room, and we're just like that un, you know, uncomfortable silence hanging out with Dee Dee. And Dee Dee's kind of a strange dude, and we're just talking. And he goes, uh, there was uh, pizza from a downtown pizza joint. And he's like, this pizza's all greasy. This isn't New York high. Look at it. And he's like poking it with his finger. And it's just like old pie that's in the back of the room. And he's like, ah, oh, and this beer. This beer sucks. Because they gave him Labatt's. And he wanted Budweiser. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I, I only like Budweiser. So, But at the Ramones, uh, I forget what band opened up. But the Ramones come out. And it was a full club and Idols used to be, or X was Idols. So if anybody had ever been to X, it was that stage. And the whole place was just bobbing up and down, like pogoing. And every once in a while, you would see like some mohawk just lose his shit and start slamming. This big arm would come out and just like pull like fish out of a pond, like, nope, gone. Gone. Who would be that? Uh, house security or was Oh, that- yeah, house security. And Idols had huge dudes, like, you know, your spaghetti string uh, workout dudes. All right. And cool. they, they were just, like, tossing people left and right. And, you know, cra- you know, and they came out before the show. No slam dancing. If you're being slam dancing, they will be removed.
This edition of Metal Mayhem ROC is brought to you by Mr. V's Street Style Vending and Special Events Catering. Visit our lunch cart in the College Town District at Strong Memorial Hospital or hit up the late night weekend location at the corner of Monroe Avenue in South Goodman. Look us up at mrvsvending.com for catering, pricing, and availability. That's Mr. V's Street Style Vending and Special Events Catering. Now, back to Metal Mayhem ROC. Well, staying in the spirit of metal, the Ramones, you know, no song actually went over two hour, two minutes and 30 seconds. So that was our listener, uh, Mike Anthony of Rochester, got in touch with us at the MetalMayhemROC.com website, sent us an email and wanted to share his metal confession. So if you're out there and you want to do the same thing, again, you could reach us at the website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or better yet, follow us on Facebook at the Metal Mayhem ROC group page. We usually post stuff every day. We talk metal and just, you know, song of the day, what you're binging on, stuff like that. Um, so, and then again, Twitter at Metal Mayhem ROC. So that's uh, what we got going on. Mark, uh, any uh, parting shots? Yeah, just uh, able to do some quick fact checking uh, when we were at the um, little side story there. Uh, Mark Tornillo is the singer for except with wolf hoffman um that's wolf hoffman's version and then the guitarist the two former except members that just helped udo with his new release is stefan kaufman and um peter baltes so that's uh some quick fact check there and um so uh yeah so that's it oh one other if we can sneak one in because you know it's our show we can do whatever we want, I guess. Yeah, what do you got? Um, this is another fact check, I suppose. So this is a couple shows back. We were talking about the Legacy of the Beast tour uh, that happened last year. And I made the comment to you that I thought some of the backdrops didn't match up with some of the songs. Two in particular where, where Eagles Dare and then um, Flight of Icarus. And I was like, well, that they had like the Snow Mountain thingy that looked more like Seventh Son of a Seventh Son album. <laughs> Uh, for We Are Eagles Dare, and then this big angel-looking thing for Flight of Icarus. So we did some quick fact-checking. We found out that Flight of Icarus is an old mythology kind of tale about some guy who um, abandons his son, and he gets, he gets like, wax wings, and his son tells him, to, you know, it's fine. He could fly really high, close to the sun, and the wings melt. So did you know about what, – what did you learn about that one, Flight of Icarus? <laughs> I, knew, I didn't know what it was until my girlfriend gave me the – whole history yeah. of it and i was so excited so, because listening to that song for 35 years yeah never knew what the hell it meant right not at all yeah so hey we figured that one and then where eagles dare is actually based on an old like 60s movie which is a wartime movie and uh clint eastwood's in it apparently so uh and so it's apparently about these guys that get trapped up on a mountain and they have to take like a ski gondola so again give it credit to iron maiden they had the right backdrop for the right song uh, like you said, it's funny how you can listen to songs for so long and have no idea the inspiration or the backdrop, but um, that's cool. One other little spinoff for doing this cool show. So yeah, we're always uh, here to educate ourselves. So we're going to get out of here, but um, we're going to do our damnedest to get a new episode out every Thursday night by 8 p.m. So uh, it'll be promoted throughout the week. And next week, we're going to start a two-part series. We had a chance to interview Greg Renoff, the author of the... Now, two famous Van Halen-related books. He did the Van Halen Rising book about three years ago, which is the holy grail of Van Halen books. It chronicles the beginning of when the Van Halen guys came here as young boys all the way up and including the first tour. And the just-released book, Ted Templeman, the 
the producer of Van Halen. He was able to co-author a book with Ted. So both of these are excellent reads, and we spent an hour shooting the shit talking Van Halen. So that's going to debut next week. But until then, uh, keep it heavy, listen to metal, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Metal for Life. Thanks for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our websites at MetalMayhemROC.com and MetalForever.com for information on upcoming concerts, podcasts, archives, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. Catch us next time on WLFE-DB Radio. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.